This is Learn It From An 80s Song. I am your coach, Patricia Freiberg. This is I Love the 80s meets the healing of storytelling and the positive impact of music. Inspiring guests share their powerful stories, yielding incredible strengths. Through both story and music, this podcast will elevate your mood, providing you with a positive outlook. It will ignite recall so that you can tap into your own life experiences. We don't just hear the knowledge and wisdom gained from our podcast guests. Through powerful story, we can live it. Today, we have a very inspiring guest. Please welcome Shelly Dine. She is a philanthropist with the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation and is the mother of Jake Dine, who was diagnosed with cystic fibrosis at the very young age of 14 months. Cystic fibrosis is a progressive genetic disease that causes persistent lung infections and limits the ability to breathe over time. Within just weeks of his diagnosis, Shelley started Jake's Ladder with the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. And in that one event, she raised $40,000. Now the rest is history. She has raised over $2 million in the last 17 years by having annual fundraisers. To learn more about cystic fibrosis, go to cff.org. To donate to Jake's Ladder, go to events dot cff dot org forward slash jake's ladder welcome shelly it's so great to have you here today thank you it's great to be here thank you for having me I miss seeing you. I have to say, Shelly and I have boys that are in school together and obviously our school has been, you know, social distanced and, you know, studying from home. And, uh, I've, I've just missed crossing paths with you and getting to see you for our mom's night out. Absolutely. I miss it too. I miss it too. The social connection. Absolutely. I heard a phrase the other day on a podcast that you coined the term social recession. We're in a social recession. We are in a social recession. Absolutely. And I love the fact that I can have a podcast where I can reach out to my my friends that I'm inspired by. And Shelly, you are definitely one of those. And I can't wait for the audience to hear your story today. Um, But really just thank you for being here. And it's so great to see you. Well, thank you. Thanks again for having me, Patricia. Happy Happy to be here. Happy New Year, first of all. It's 2021, <laughs> yes. and, and we're yes. still in January, and I can't believe how fast January is, is passing us by. Yes. It's crazy. But this is the part of the show where we do the big reveal as to what song Shelly is going to be talking about today. So here is the big reveal. Can I get a drum roll, please? Shelly, what is the 80s song that best resonates with the story you're going to tell us today? So my favorite song that resonates with me, my favorite 80s song is Don't Stop Believing from Journey. Yes. Uh, Yeah. So that song really resonates with me because no matter what happens in our lives, I really do believe that you can never stop believing in hope and faith and strength and 
whatever, you know, your challenge might be at that moment in time is you just, you can't give up and you can't stop believing. And I love that you're bringing this up during this time right now. And I think all of us in the United States, we just have to dial into hope and kindness, you know, and I love that you're bringing in the song because, and that's the truth. It's like, we can't control everything that's going on right now, but what we can control is, you know, those interactions that we have throughout the day, those friends that we reach out to, those positive messages that we send out for hope. And, you know, as we know, kindness, and I talk about all the time, kindness is contagious. There is a trickle effect, you know, that ripple effect, I should say, regarding kindness. And I feel that hope is right there with, right there with it, you know, and I love that you brought that in, in today, uh, Shelly. And I hear something interesting. So the journey song that you're talking about, Don't Stop Believing, actually, uh, you came out in 1981. And I actually remember it coming out because I have an older brother and he had gotten the 45. <laughs> and it was, you know, I remember hearing that song over and over again because he listened right. to it over and over again. You know, you put the record player, right. you put it back on, yes. and then it goes and you put it back on again because it's a 45, <laughs> which for those of you who are listening that are not a Gen Xer, a 45 is a record. Okay, let's just be clear. And it's a small record. And you have to put a little spacer on your record player in order to play it, but it's one song. So, you know, with nowadays, we just click a button, we get to, or we get to just program it to be on repeat. Back then, we actually had to walk over to the record player, pick up the thing, and then bring it right back down again, you know? Yes. So, dedication. But what's so interesting is that song became popular and was a billboard hit again in 2010 because of the Glee. Glee covered it. So So it's so interesting that that song really is an anthem for so many. And it is an anthem for you. And I can't wait to hear your story. So, um, Shelly, why don't we go ahead and dive right into your story? Sure. Um, Okay. So... Basically, my story is my son, um, I have an 18-year-old son and I have a 15-year-old son. My 18-year-old son at 14 months was having a lot of stomach issues and having coughing and we kept taking him back to the doctor and they couldn't figure out what was wrong with him until finally, finally, finally at 14 months, um, his doctor said, you know, I think he he's not thriving right now. He's not gaining weight. So I really think it's either cystic fibrosis or celiac. So being a first-time mom, I had no idea what either one of those were. And I really wasn't overly concerned because I didn't have any idea what they were. So she sent me off to a gastroenterologist who does all the testing and Jake had blood work. So since we are um, Ashkenazi Jews, it's common to do the blood work versus doing the salt test. And we he had the blood work done. Unfortunately, the celiac test came back first. And the doctor said, I'm, you know, I'm really sorry to tell you he doesn't have celiac. So my guess is that he has cystic fibrosis. We still need to wait for the test, but most likely he has cystic fibrosis. So again, I wasn't, you know, up, up to par onto every all the information about it. So I went back and I did a little research and realized, you know, what it was. So when he did finally call me to, it must have been weeks later to let me know that he had cystic fibrosis. Of course, I was devastated, absolutely devastated. It's my first child. I'm young, you know, I'm a young mom. I've, you know, no idea what's going on. Um, Hard enough to just take care of a 14 month old without anything wrong with that. And, you know, I was obviously extremely devastated and I had to go see a doctor at Children's Hospital. I had to see my pediatrician and I had to make all the rounds. 
And at the time, they don't really know how severe it's going to be until they start living their life to see, is it a severe case? So they don't really know. They can kind of tell from their mutation, but not 100%. And every kid is different. So it's not a one-size-fit-all approach. So the one doctor really made it like a death sentence and really said, um, Jay, this is a very serious disease and the median age for survival is at the time it was 37. And I really, you can imagine what this does to you. So I was just devastated and I got a call. Actually, I think it was, and my sister-in-law told me that there was a woman in Beverly Hills and her daughter has cystic fibrosis and she does fundraisers and maybe I should give her a call. So I honestly can't remember if I called her, she called me, but she said, listen, there are no fundraisers for cystic fibrosis in the Valley, only in the city. You really should think about doing a fundraiser. So I knew nothing about fundraising. My parents really weren't overly philanthropic when I was growing up. You know, they were living paycheck to paycheck, working, you know, their tails off. And they, I just didn't come from that. And um, so I didn't really know a lot about fundraising. So I immediately called the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation and I got my resources around me, my friends, my family. And then I decided to have a brunch at my house. I think I literally put it together in two days. My friends, you know, were devastated and they all could relate because they were all young moms. And they thought, you know what? This could have happened to me. So what happened was my husband and I were both carriers of CF, but we had no idea we were carriers. And since I was 29, when I had Jake, there was a standard of care, which was a panel of tests for Ashkenazi Jews, but I didn't even know that existed. So the standard of care was about 50%. So 50% of the doctors are giving it to patients and saying, oh, wait a minute here, you know, here is a panel test. Maybe you should get tested for these different diseases. But I always think in retrospect, it was meant to be that I never had that test because I would have never had Jake then. So anyhow, to make a long story short, I had the fundraiser. I raised $30,000 in one day. And from that point on, I started having fundraisers. But instead of having brunches at my house, I had these huge galas where we would raise two to $300,000 a year. Um, I'd have them at the Skirball. We'd have silent auctions, live auction. We would do a whole huge gala. And everybody really looked forward to it. So, and it was my way of dealing with Jake's disease. And as he got older, I realized that with any disease and not with any disease, but with most diseases, it's about prevention. We never missed a breathing treatment. So Jake takes over, you know, 30, 40 pills a day. He does at least two breathing treatments, take about 30 to 40 minutes each treatment. Um, when he's sick, it could be every four hours, but we've never missed a treatment. And he, most kids with cystic fibrosis are hospitalized about once a year for, they call a tune-up, um, which you go on IV antibiotics to kind of give your lungs um, a boost with IV antibiotics. And he was not hospitalized until I think he was like 15 for the first time. And the doctors and nurses were shocked that that was his first time in the hospital. So... You know, I'd say the last four years have been the most challenging because cystic fibrosis is a progressive disease. Mm. We, but I still refuse to let CF control him. And we moved to UCLA a couple years ago for his care. And the doctor said to him, you don't let CF control you. You control CF. And that's what you have to do. That is amazing. That is amazing. 
So how much have you raised your foundation? Tell me again. We've raised over $2 million for the Sisters Foundation. That's incredible. That's incredible. Yeah. So there's a new drug that came out, I believe it was last year or the year before. It was called, it's called Trikafta. And it was basically, it's basically a huge, it's not a cure, but it's really extended the lives of most people with cystic fibrosis. Unfortunately for Jake's mutation, he has a um, nonsense mutation and um, it does not help him at all. So he cannot take Trikafta. So last year, the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation said, we will not give up until every single person has an extension for their life or a cure. And their whole wow. motto now is, is until it's done. And wow. they had a Love huge that. fundraiser. And I think they raised a million dollars specifically for nonsense rare mutations. Because unfortunately, there's not a lot of drugs in the pipeline right now for nonsense mutations. And um, we're trying to raise money for research for specifically nonsense mutations. So, Isn't that amazing? What yes. an incredible foundation. Yeah, they're amazing. And they're incredible to work with. Incredible. So great, Shelly. I mean, and, and all of the moms out there, you know, who are listening, I mean, we know, I, we've all, we've raised toddlers and we know how challenging that is. But then on top of that, to be able to learn this news and you know, and like you had said, you were devastated and to get up every single day and put on that mom hat and, and fight, you know, fight the fight. And Shelly, I feel like that you're doing that on a global level. Not only are you fighting for your son at home, but you are fighting for the entire cause. You're mm-hmm. t- fighting for that one drug, you know, for all mm-hmm. and that research for that one drug that's going to help that mutation. Mm-hmm. It's, it's incredible what you're doing. And there was one year, I think it was, well, it was about six years ago. So my husband had um, colon cancer six years ago and it was stage three and he had to have surgery and had to have chemo for six months. And it was very, it was one of the most difficult times in my life. And I was in the market and I ran into somebody and she's like, oh, are you having Jake's ladder this year? And I said, you know, I really don't know. Larry's going through a really hard time with chemo and I just have a lot going on. And I just, I honestly don't know if I'm up to it. And she's like, well, what do you mean? How can you not have Jake Slaughter? And at that moment in time, I realized, and I thought, you know what? She's right. How do I not have Jake Slaughter? And I just said, you know what? I'm going to do it. And it wasn't even a close friend of mine. It was an acquaintance who looked forward to it every year. And I just said, I, I have to have it. So, you know, I did that. And you know, and that's that when you started on. the walks. Is that when you started the walks, right? No, I actually started the walks when I went back to work full time. Okay. Because I didn't have the time to put together a gala. So, so you had a gala that year. That's no, that the- year I didn't. No, I haven't had galas probably for about eight years. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I did the walk. I've done all your walks, yeah, except for so- the one that I ended up with. Uh, <laughs> I ended up, uh, with a stomach bug. And oh, I was, yes, yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and I was, yes. was going to help warm up uh, her audience and, um, and I mean, all the walkers. And um, I ended up with uh, the stomach flu. So right. I, uh, that oh was gosh, terrible. Right. I, I kept willing myself to get better. I was like, yes. you're not sick. You're not yes. <laughs> so sick. I absolutely love the walk. I do it, uh, guys, every year. And it's incredible. I love I think, you know what I I love the most about it? It really feels like the entire community of Calabasas is there, honestly. And then at the outskirts as well of the valley. And your whole family is there. 
Yeah. And Jake speaks and you speak and, and your husband speaks. And, and I see hope, you know, when I look at you guys and, and I see you up there, you know, on the stage, you know, talking about how much you raised and the good that you're doing. Mm-hmm. And guys, this is on top of just the day in and day out of, of Shelly had mentioned all the treatments that he does per day and, mm-hmm. and the breathing treatments that he's never missed one. And that's that, I mean, sometimes it's hard to get breakfast on the table, right? Mm-hmm. But imagine, you know, having men to also monitor how much the medications and the breathing and, you know, just the day and daily routine. Yes, absolutely. Incredible. Incredible. So uh, Shelly, I love this part where we talk about the strengths uh, you gained during this time, or Mm -hmm. really it's about the strengths that you have, that you have as a character, as your person, as you as a human being, what strengths do you use uh, on an ongoing basis now? And what strengths did you use during that time, especially early on? I mean, when you just got that diagnosis, you're, you're devastated, you know, and through your husband's colon cancer, like, how did you keep going? Tell us about Uh, your strengths. So what's interesting about the song too, I have to say is that I was a small town girl. So (laughs) I grew up in a very small town and I moved the middle of my freshman year in high school to Arizona, to Scottsdale. And it was very, very difficult to start in the middle of a freshman year in high school. So I'd have to say right now, and, and, you know, my strengths on a daily basis are routine, which I know it doesn't really sound like a strength, but routine really helps me motivate and get Mm. through my day. I have come to realize too, only I'd say, you know, recently is gratitude because I think when you have gratitude, your whole world opens up. So, um, you know, even if you're having a really hard day, let's say you have five zillion dishes to do, or you have a lot of housework to do. Instead of saying, oh my God, I have all this to do. If you change your perspective and you say, oh my God, thank God I have a house to do dishes. Thank God I have clothes to do laundry. And you change your perspective on things. I think that makes a really big difference. So instead of getting down about Jake's health, I'm grateful that he has amazing doctors. I'm grateful that we are able to afford his medical care. You know, so it's it's definitely changing your perspective. I think, you know, I grew up with a very independent mother. She was very career driven and always made a living. Very smart. She's a very smart woman. My mom has a master's degree. She was a teacher, a guidance counselor. Then she decided she wanted to become a CPA, but didn't end up doing that. But my point is she always knew she had to make her own money because I think as a woman, it's really important. We don't know what tomorrow's ever going to bring. And she really instilled that in me is that you have to know, um, you have to be independent as a woman and you have Mm -hmm. to be able to make your own money. And so I think, you know, tenacity and strength and independence, um, gratitude. And I definitely think family roots are important. Um, We try to have Friday night dinners because I think that's one way of coming together as a family and really reflecting. Um, It can be any night of the week, but just being, you know, family oriented, we're all moving in different directions all the time and just sitting down and reflecting without phones, without anything, and just having a nice dinner together. So nice. And I understand you haven't seen your family in quite some time. And, uh, 
that must be challenging. Your, your parents are on the East Coast. Yeah. So they're in Maine. Um, and I usually, when pre-COVID, we used to see each other probably every few months. They're half the year mm-hmm. in Maine, half the year in Arizona. Um, and now I haven't seen them in over a year. I haven't seen my sister in over a year. And it's very difficult. Yeah. So, um, but we Zoom. You do um, your Shabbats on Friday? Shabbats on every Friday. We, we um, you know, even with the time change, we try and meet, um, which it makes a world of difference. So, yeah. Wow. Love that. Love that. And that's part of your routine. The Friday, another part of, and then bringing that the family roots together. Yeah. Um, And all the strengths that you're mentioning, I can totally see that in you. And with the VIA strengths, uh, character strengths assessment that I've been studying with uh, Dr. Nemec, I'm now, you know, trained to spot strengths. And I've been really trying to exercise my spot strengths (laughs) as spotting strengths. And the two that I really spot in you are perseverance, mm-hmm. um, 100%, um, and hope mm-hmm. that positivity and, mm-hmm. um, you know, expecting the best for the future and working to achieve it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then as far as perseverance, there's science behind it. And I'm getting this from Dr. Nemec's book, uh, right here, which is character strengths interventions. And this is for strengths based coaches like myself. And, um, you know, the research, I love to look at the research behind things and with perseverance, what's interesting is the, the effort for a task and duration to keep going with that task. That's like a a key. And that's, that's you to a T it's like every, every task that you've, you've started and, you know, for you, it's been caring for your son, right. And caring for your family, but you, you take it to a whole nother level, you know, you, you know, he never misses a treatment. You're always on top of it. And then you take it to a global level where you, you know, are raising money and, and really making a difference. And that per that, that, the tenacity that the perseverance and, um, and then studies show that with this p- particular strength, perseverance, it's connected to success. And for you as a philanthropist, mm-hmm. for you as a career driven a woman, independent woman for you as a, a family, like you are so family oriented and, and I see that in you and you're as dedicated to your family as you are to that uh, philanthropy, as you are to that, uh, your daily uh, work with your clients. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's amazing to see and, and certainly hope like h- hope speaks. So, you know, even the song you chose, you know, it, yeah. it's, it's there. And on gratitude. I see that one now that you mentioned it as well. And I just the fact that you practice that and exercise that strength for me, that's how I start my day uh, Mm -hmm. is with gratitude because, um, you know, it does shift the brain and, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot that we could be down about right now. There's a lot that we could be irritated by and upset about. But like you said, it's, it's like, I get to do this. I have a home, like you had said, for me, it's the same thing. It's like when I, when the dishes pile up or when I got to make another lunch (laughs) kids or a good God, you know, it's never ending, right? Never ending. (laughs) Never ending. I got to practice that gratitude on a daily basis. (laughs) (laughs) It is never ending. When one meal ends, another meal starts. Yes. Yes, exactly. That's It just doesn't stop. So I, I, you know, honestly, I I respect you so much and, uh, and you really are an inspiration to so many and, um, thank you. Just, wow. You know, I've always been wowed by you and, and what you've done and, and, and I really appreciate you sharing, you know, everything, uh, that you did today. And, um, yeah. 
So how do people, you know, donate it? I know I, we donated, uh, my husband and I donated this year and he gets a corporate match, That's um, awesome. which is exciting. Thank you so much so, again, Patricia. That's incredible. Of course. Um, what I, but I would encourage, you know, if you do work for a corporation, you get that corporate match, you know, make sure to utilize that. But how, Shelly, do they donate to your foundation, Jake's Ladder? So there's a link. Um, I sent out an email and there's a link that people can donate to. It goes directly to the Nonsense Mutation Fund through the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. I, I'm sure, Patricia, I can email you the link again or however you want me to do it. Yes. Well, I'll, it'll definitely be in the show notes for people sure. to um, sign on and going to that cystic uh, fibrosis website. Yes, it goes uh, directly to the website. It's direct mm-hmm. to the website. And then it's for the Nonsense Mutation Fund, which is Jake's Ladder. And it's great because it doesn't go to just a blanket for cystic fibrosis. It's going to go directly towards people with the nonsense rare mutations. Um, which there isn't a lot of research on right now. So, and I learned so much. I did not realize that there were the, such uh, things as the different mutations within cystic fibrosis. That's so interesting. Yes. Yeah. Really so it was bittersweet when the trikafta drug came out for the other people with cystic fibrosis and how well they were doing. And you want to be happy for them, and you are. But on the other hand, you're sad too because you want that for your own child. Yes, absolutely. 100%. And it's great that you're leading that cause. And it's so, so great. Jake's Ladder Team, uh, make sure that you go in there to the foundation. The link will be in the show notes. Um, Let's all donate. No matter what, every little bit counts. Absolutely. Um, Every little bit counts. Every little bit counts. Now, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, you know, 2020 for you. And uh, now that we're in 2021, uh, then trying to keep a hold of that hope in 2021, just hang on guys. Let's just be hopeful. What was, what was 2021 like for you? What did you, you know, do? I know you're, uh, for those of you that don't know, you know, Shelly is a nutritionist. She helps people, you know, right now remotely via Zoom. And so I know you have a, a I've worked with Shelly. She's amazing. If you ever you, need help, she really, I, what I like about how you individualize uh, a meal plan for me, you know, and, and how it fit into my lifestyle. And I had a really busy uh, time when I saw you and I was like, how am I going to eat? Right. <laughs> you know, how, how, do you, how do you fit that in? How do I fit the food thing <laughs> in, you know? So, and my issue was not eating enough oftentimes and then eating too much when I did eat. And so I know you've got a very, you know, busy clientele um, okay. and would love to hear how your practice is going. And then also any action items given that we've come from 2020 and we're moving into 2021. A lot of us have some uh, New Year's resolutions. So give us a little uh, little information on that. I love to work with all different types of clients. You know, I have clients that are very, very overweight. They have high blood pressure, high cholesterol. So I gear their food plan towards that and to reduce, you know, their blood pressure, cholesterol, et cetera, type two diabetics. I have, um, you know, teenagers or people who just don't know how to eat, who have no idea how to, how to feed their families. So I really like to tackle all different types of clients. And, and like you said, really individualize each program for the t- type of issue that they have or type of challenge that they have. I have, you know, I also sell a lot of supplements. Supplements are really, really important. I think that supplement, especially now with, you know, how they've shown with vitamin D and 80% of patients that are in the hospital right now with COVID are vitamin D deficient. So vitamin D is extremely important and good quality vitamins, um, zinc, B12, 
you know, some multivitamins. So there's all different types of vitamins I really do believe in. And I always have believed in good quality vitamins that do make a difference. And I look at vitamins like insurance. So it's insurance for gaps in our diets that we can't always get the proper nutrients from foods because we can't have a perfect diet all the time. So that's my take on vitamins. So in terms of nutrition and going forward for 2021 and my whole uh, philosophy on nutrition is eat less processed foods. So eat more real foods, I call them. So fruits, you know, things that don't have a food label, fruits, vegetables do not have food labels. Try to eat organic chicken, um, but small amounts. You don't want to eat a whole, you know, huge piece of chicken. So you want to eat majority of your foods as vegetables and mostly organic vegetables, organic fruits, nuts, seeds, legumes, healthy fats, things like that. And you want to eat more real foods. Um, I know I keep saying that, but it really, um, especially now and drinking enough water. Mm -hmm. So people are usually dehydrated and they're drinking soda and they're drinking more alcohol and all of those things play havoc on our immune systems even. So to help fight off not only COVID, but other viruses and bacteria infections, et cetera, et cetera. So those things are really important. And again, it goes back to what I said earlier is prevention is key Mm -hmm. to longevity. So we want to do everything we can to prevent any type of disease. So, and I really truly believe that food is medicine. That's great. I love that. And what other action items for our audience, you know, if there were three things that you would be like, this is what you, what you should be focusing on in 2021. It sounds like number one is just eating that real food, eating Absolutely. things that don't have a label. That's number one. Exactly. And drinking number, water. Water would be number two. And I would say number three is sleep. So try to get good quality sleep seven to eight hours a night, because if you don't get good quality sleep and we're sleep deprived, that affects hunger hormones affects cortisol levels, which is our stress hormone levels. It affects so many different things in our bodies. Sleep is super, super underrated and it makes a big difference on weight loss. It makes a big difference on health. Absolutely. I love that you talked about sleep. That has been something that um, I've been really focused on for 2020. I even have like a, an aura ring that, that um, <laughs> measures my sleep at night. Like how oh, did I, I sleep? That. And, and in your HRV, uh, so, you know, so I know like how hard I can work out the next sure, day. Should sure, I be taking sure. a re- recovery day or mm-hmm. should I be, you know, so I've noticed such a difference. Like you had said on nights that I had the worst sleep, all I wanted was to eat just junk, junk. like Absolutely. just God. And, and then it made me feel even worse. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, you know, yeah, on the days I do get sleep, it's like, oh gosh, you know, I feel great, you know, yes. and, and it's, it is amazing the mm-hmm. difference that sleep makes. It's, it's a huge difference. And well, oh, I, appreciate I, have to, that. I have to add one. I know you said three things, sure. but we have, have to, we have to say exercise, <laughs> exercise. Yes. yes. Exercise is so important. Absolutely. Um, exercise for me, I, I teach fitness. I've continued to teach fitness through this pandemic via uh, Zoom at first. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, thank you. And then uh, now I'm on recess uh, is a new platform. <laughs> oh. It's called recess. It's called myrecess.com. Uh, and that's been, um, that's been fun. Uh, so absolutely getting the, the movement in. I think the CDC recommends 150 minutes of exercise per week. Yes. yes. Um, so and get find out for something a walk. you love. That that way you'll stick with it. 
100%, Shelly. That's great. Yes. Find something you enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't feel like, oh, dread, you know, Uh, find something that you can get excited about. And studies also show that when you work out with someone, so Mm -hmm. whether even online, when you work out with people, you're Mm -hmm. going to get more happy hormones. You're going to get Mm -hmm. more positive hormones. Therefore, you will then want to work out more. So it's this sick cycle, you know? Um, And I think especially for those that are just starting out in a workout routine, having an accountability partner, doing something you love, like Shelly says, um, and then really, you know, working out, finding someone to work out with, you know, I think it would be really beneficial. And it doesn't have to be long. It can just be 30 minutes. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. A lot of people think that they need to hit the gym for hours and it's not Mm -hmm. true. It can all be done in a a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. So absolutely. absolutely. And also something else to, for those that are zooming all day long, you can even get those 30 minute, 30 minutes in 10 minute increments. So let's say uh, you're, you've got a break in between meetings. It's about 30 minutes. You can put your sneakers on, go out for a walk for 10 minutes, come back, be ready for your next meeting. So even that counts. People think that it doesn't count, but it does. It really, it Mm -hmm. it really does. Yes. And clears your head. Absolutely. Sitting is the new smoking. So we got to get up. (laughs) Yes. Uh, yeah, being sedentary. We could go on and on, Shelly. Actually, we should you should come back on and we need to have an episode just on this. But I really wanted the emphasis to be on, you know, cystic fibrosis today. But we I'd love to have you back on so we can talk more about these things, especially uh during this time. Um uh, I, I'd love to I'd yes. love to have you back very soon. Can we talk about um 80s trends before you leave? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So this is an 80s, uh, you know, flavored podcast um, that we love to pick out a theme song. But what's really interesting is to talk about favorite uh, 80s trends. Did you have uh, favorite 80s trends? Oh, my gosh. I remember in high school, I worked at Wet Seal and I had these lace. They were biker shorts with lace on the bottom Oh, oh my, with cowboy boots. Oh I mean, God. I can't even imagine that look that I thought I was the coolest thing ever. You, you, you are, uh, Shelly. And I can imagine you'd look great in a paper bag. No. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Embarrassing. I can't believe I even just said that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I love that. That yeah. That's great. Well, you were trending, you know, a wet seal was, that was, um that was kind of like a hot topics. Right? Exactly. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So cool. And um, oh favorite God. shows. Favorite shows. Well, Three's Company was great. Yes. Three's Company. Loved Three's Company. The Love Boat. Yes. The Love Boat was great. So great. Um, Uh, What else? Oh, Charlie's Angels was incredible. That was my favorite show. Every day after school, I had to watch Charlie's Angels. Magnum PI was another one for me. I was so into Tom Selleck and yeah. And Hawaii, the whole nine yards, you know, I, and a lot um, of good shows. There were so many good shows. (laughs) And what's so funny about three's company is that that was seriously my favorite show. And, uh, we had a black and white television. We didn't even have a color television and I wasn't allowed to watch it. So, um, because it was, they were living in so inappropriate Um, too. It was so inappropriate three. Yeah. They weren't married. All these people living together. 
but I couldn't get enough of it because, and I think especially <laughs> growing up Catholic, you know, when they say don't do this, it's like, you can't help. It's like it. a magnet. It's like, it's yeah. like, uh, uh, what is it? A, what is it? A moth to a moth to a flame or whatever oh, it is. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> fly to fly paper, whatever I had to go. I had yeah. to watch it and I had, and I would sneak downstairs and I would like turn the volume just low enough that right. I could hear it. Right. And, uh, and I had to watch it and, uh, and try to, and I would laugh and I would have to like tone down my laughter, you know, <laughs> such a good show. It's a great a good show. show. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, honestly, you picked such great music choice. I love journey and I certainly don't stop believing is, is such a great anthem, especially for the incredible work that you do. And, and once again, guys, check out the show notes so you can get to that link. Uh, to learn more about cystic fibrosis and to donate, especially to that specific mutation that doesn't have a drug for it yet. Thanks, Patricia. I really appreciate it. Well, thank you for being here. And I can't wait to see you and get to give you a hug one day, maybe someday in 2021. (laughs) Me too. And go out again. And go out again. Well, great to see you. You too, Patricia. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. We want to hear from you. First of all, tell us how these totally rad stories have inspired you. If you have a story with an 80 song inspiration, we want to hear it. You think this podcast is like totally tubular? Well, we would love your review. Stay connected with us on Podopolo and download the app today. Visit me at www.patriciafreiberg.com. Thank you, and we look forward to a double boost of inspiration next Motivational Music Monday.